Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Jim on the Air. I'm Jim Siriani, your host, your host with the most. I'm contractually obligated to use that joke and run that joke into the ground every single time until I come up with something better. Hey, if you have a better intro for me, you want to shoot me an email and tell me, okay, Jim, you need to stop with the host with the most BS. You need to come up with something new. You can email me at jimontheair at gmail.com. That's jimontheair at gmail.com. And um, I will take your email and uh, read it, maybe, and uh, promptly throw it in the trash. <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing with this? No, honestly, if you want to give me an idea for an intro, you can certainly do so. Jimontheair at gmail.com. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I kid. I kid. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm very excited about uh, this week's show. Um, I'm getting, just to let you know what I've been up to, because um, it's been a while since I've done a podcast, it's been a few weeks, and I am getting ready to do a uh, play festival, um, a festival of monologues and short one-act plays that's coming up at Center Stage Theater. And um, the, uh, the festival is uh, geared towards the LBGTQ community and the... Uh, the POC, people of color community as well, as an effort to become more diverse at the theater, at Center Stage Theater. And we're all very excited to be a part of this festival. It's called Show Ponies. And I'm directing two of the plays. Uh, one is called Me You, and the other one is called Tren, T-R-E-N, like train, but Tren. And uh, very short pieces, I'm directing two of those. And um, a lot of the shows are um, LGBTQ or uh, POC, and um, or the either the actors are, or the characters are, or perhaps the directors are, or the authors are. Uh, in one way or another, each play is connected to um, to being uh, diverse and having diversity. And we're very excited to to venture into this. Um, you know, as we are all moving forward as a community and as a world, <laughs> if you will, um, trying to. Um, feature artists that are from other backgrounds other than dead old white men <laughs> like you know like Shakespeare and um who you know there's nothing wrong with Shakespeare I love Shakespeare I know somebody just clutched the pearls when I said Shakespeare there how dare you call him a dead old white man well he is <laughs> he's been dead for a long time and it's nice to be able to do shows that are new that are uh fresh that are uh, from a different perspective other than you know, uh, we've been talking about this festival for a while, and I keep using it as an example, you know, Mornings at 7, which is about old white people. And um, and there's nothing wrong with uh, old or people or white or anything like that, but it's just nice to be able to do some shows that show another edge of the diamond or another side of the coin or, you know, however you want to call it and um, show another part of life that you may not necessarily experience on a regular basis. And so uh, we're doing the uh, Show Ponies Festival. And as I mentioned, they're all, um, not all of them, but some of them are LGBTQ or they're about uh, people of color or they're, or in some way they are somehow associated with those communities. And we're very excited to put it on. It's being curated and the artistic director is Noah Lashley and he's from uh, Ojai, California. And he's my guest on today's show and I'm gonna talk to him in just a little bit. We'll get to know more about him, about his art style, his writing style. He likes to write and he's, he's done some acting as well. And uh, we'll get to know a little bit about him and I'm anxious to ask him about show ponies and where he came up with the title. I 
have a suspicion. I know I am a little suspicious that I know where the title came from, but um, regardless, we'll we'll talk to him about show ponies and how he came about to uh, put it together. And um, he's collaborating with uh, Terry Ball, who is the executive director of Center Stage Theater, and this is actually a presentation of Center Stage Theater in Santa Barbara. Uh, normally, Center Stage um, rents the th it's it's a facility where you can rent the the venue, the uh, the stage and you and your organization can put on your show whether it's a dance piece or theater or what have you but this in in this particular case center stage is producing their own uh production and it's also a way to raise money for the theater because as, as many people know we've just come through a huge pandemic and not sure if it's totally over with or not um but uh so this is a way for the theater to maybe raise some funds having just come through a whole year of hardly any um, income at all because you know everything was pretty much shut down all of last year so that's why uh, show ponies was created that's part of the reason why it was created also as a way to um, again to have pieces that are um, that are more diverse that are new and, and to show um, artists both actors directors writers that are doing uh, stories that are as I mentioned before either the LGBTQ community or uh, people of color um, and um, or a combination of all the above uh, the transgender community as well and so we're all very excited to uh, put this together for all of you and we hope you come out and see it and um, it will be July 17th one night only at Center Stage Theater July 17th and I believe it's 7 30 p.m. But you can go to the Center Stage website to learn more, centerstagetheater.org. Again, that's centerstagetheater.org. And uh, you can purchase tickets through the website. There's also a blog tab on the Center Stage website, and you can learn more information about Center Stage, more in-depth info on the blog as well. I'm hiccuping <laughs> for some reason. Um, but again, it's centerstagetheater.org. and click on the blog tab, and you can learn more about all these pieces that we're doing and more about Center Stage Theater in depth as well. And uh, again, centerstagetheater.org. <laughs> anyway, before I ramble more, as I've been rambling on here for almost seven minutes, uh, I'm gonna stop rambling. We're gonna take a short, tiny little break. Just a tiny, itty bitty little break. Just a little tiny break. Just a tiny little break so I can reset. And then um, I'll be back on with uh, Noah Lashley. And he's my guest on today's show on Jim on the Air. So don't you go no place. <laughs> don't you go anywhere. Tiny little break, just so very tiny. Tiny little break, and then we will be right back. You're listening to, or you are watching, depending on which platform you're using, you're watching or listening to Jim on the Air, and we will be back right after this. Don't you go nowhere. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Jim on the Air. So glad that you are joining us today on the podcast. And I'm very excited to uh, talk with my uh, my only guest on this on this week's show. Um, his name is Noah Lashley, and he is a writer from Ojai, California. His work has been featured in several literary magazines, including The Dewdrop and Beyond Words magazine, just to name a few. Uh, his work has also been featured in Speaking of Stories at Center Stage Theater and on the Townies podcast as well. And his radio play produced through Eastside Queer Stories and Q Youth Foundation is available on Spotify. And welcome to the show, Noah Lashley. It's good to have you with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So um, right off the bat, just jumping in here with 
with everything. Um, what has been your path as an artist? How did it all begin? Um, I started pretty young. Um, my father and brother are both actors. So, um, and my father was an artistic director for a period of time at like a local community theater in Ohio. And so um, I just sort of have always been around theater and um, and like my best friend is an actor, like my other best friend is a writer, like uh, my aunt is my acting and writing teacher. Like I, we're just it's like a, it's it's a, a lot of artists around me uh, sort of all of the time. I think it's sort of uh, part of being in Southern California is you meet a lot of performing artists. And, um, and so like uh, when I was a kid, I thought I wanted to be an actor just because my, my dad and brother were both actors. And then as I grew up, when I got into high school and college, I realized that um, I only really liked acting if it was the pieces that I was writing. And so, and then, uh, and then just from there took off in, into, into writing. And so now I'm very much like steeped and knee deep into like literary arts. I, I love, I love all of it and, uh, and try to facilitate as much of it as possible. And, um, and yeah, so it just started mostly with like writing scenes and like theater classes and um, doing acting classes and um, and just going about it that way. I've honestly been doing like personal monologues <laughs> since I was like 12. So it's oh, wow. just been that over and over, and over again. <laughs> oh my gosh, wow, that's very cool. Um, so is it, is it safe to, so it's safe to say then that you probably prefer writing over acting or do you like them both for different reasons? I do like performing. I don't think I'm a very good actor. Like I think I, every time I've acted, I always think I'm a phony. So I like I uh, um, I get I get too in my head about it. But I do like to perform. Like I like to to read my stuff, and I like to uh, um, and and I love to hear an audience. I mean, it, there's nothing better than instant feedback. And so and for like performing in front of an audience is always just like you know exactly how well your piece is doing, especially yeah. comedy. Like if someone doesn't laugh at a joke, you're like ah. This joke's not funny. Okay, well, let's move on. And then, yeah, yeah. So I do like to perform, but um, acting is definitely not my forte now. Right. And so tell us a little bit about your writing. Um, I mentioned that it's been seen in several uh, literary magazines, but tell us about some of the places where your writing has been seen or where we can find it today. Yeah. So most recently, you said it was in the Do Drop In um, and Beyond Words magazines. And uh, most of my like published work is at like essays. Um, or like personal uh, personal essays, or uh, I have one short story published, and um, but a lot of it's like um, yeah, a lot of it's very personal. It's very it's very anxiety based. I'm a very anxious human being, so um, a lot of my writing is um, uh, yeah, is just very anxious. And the the play that's going to be featured in this festival is actually also featured on that the Spotify um, is the play that's featured featured on Spotify so oh, okay. um, which again has a lot of anxiety in it it's I feel like anxiety is like the root emotion that I have going at tackling most things is that like anytime I like try to uncover something about myself or something else it's mostly coming from a place of uh, being afraid of it and so um, or anxious about it I, I, I guess and um, and so, yeah, it's a lot of comedy based because it's like very fast. Like my my uh, my approach to anxiety is always just to like kind of laugh through it, and um, and so 
It's a lot of that. It's a lot of like like relationship woes, <laughs> a lot of like romance, uh, um, uh, faux pas and whatnot, and uh, like unre- and, unrequited love kind of a thing. Yeah, a lot of unrequited love, unfortunately, and uh, and then some like like uh, unrequited love from the other direction uh, uh-huh. of me being like, oh, no, thank you so much, and then them being like, no, 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 this is gonna be good for you. I'm like, no. No, um, <laughs> it's like no thank you, um, but um, yeah. So it's a lot of a lot of romance stuff, and now I'm trying to like burgeon into like other uh, like more hefty subjects, just because I like I'm a I'm a, a slut for research, and so I love to I love to just like um, dive nose deep into something, and so I'm trying to like develop. Uh, a wider breadth of of knowledge beyond just like <laughs> romance and anxiety. <laughs> oh, okay, very, very cool. Um, so I'm talking with Noah Lashley, and he actually is the artistic director for the uh, uh, play festival, which is coming up at Center Stage Theater. And it's called Show Ponies, and we're going to get more into that in just a second here. Uh, by the way, um, if you'd like to learn more about Show Ponies, you can uh, if you want to get a ticket to go see it. It's just one day only on Ju- July 17th. And uh, you can go to centerstagetheater.org for ticket information. That's centerstagetheater.org. And you can also click on the blog tab on the Center Stage website, and that'll give you all the in-depth information about what's going on with Center Stage as well. Um, so, uh, so uh, Noah, tell us, well, first of all, tell us about Show Ponies. Um, what was the inspiration for the title? Um, uh, mostly... So Terry had, uh, who's the, the producer of the event, Terry um, had contacted me a while ago um, and had asked for me to like come up and, and do a show or like try to curate and facilitate a show. Um, and um, and originally it was gonna just be me and I was, I had uh, too much of an imposter syndrome. So I was like, I can't do that. Uh, but then she contacted me a little bit later and asked if I wanted to just like bring friends up and she she said that she wanted to bring some new blood up into Santa Barbara and so um, I've just been like it's just essentially like a group of me and my my friends and um, and this is also the first show that we're doing sort of out of the pandemic and I was trying to think of like a fun kind of goofy title uh, for it to like to have us all like sort of, I, I was just imagining us all sort of sort of just being like trotted out and then just like showed off as like as the young blood that's coming into Santa Barbara and so and I was talking with um, the poster designer because I was uh, she's a, a a good friend of mine from Austin and I was at that point I hadn't thought of the title yet but I told her I was like I want something I was like I want something poppy and something sexy and something goofy. Um, uh, and then like, and then I'll get back to you about what the show title is. And then eventually I just like landed on show ponies and then, and, and then a centaur came out of, of that. And then I was like, this is perfect. This is oh, all. <laughs> I, I, I love the title. I'm, I'm glad that it's called show ponies. I love that. It's, it's very cool. Um, yeah, I've been watching, like, I've been watching a lot of dressage lately. And so I've just been like, just cause I'm, I love like I'm very interested in like fringe sports and so I've been watching a lot of dressage and that's sort of how I was like I was like I kind of just all, want all of us to like just trot into into the thing and then just perform and then trot away is all <laughs> I want to do. 
that's cool. I like I like the the image that that uh, creates. I like that very much. Um, and you, you mentioned the pandemic. Um, how was the shutdown experience for you over the last year, year and a half, especially as an artist? Um, it was it was you know like I didn't have a lot of people had uh, you know a really horrible horrendous year and i um yeah. was very fortunate in that like i was safe through the whole thing and i like um uh, you know i i got through it pretty uh, pretty unscathed um and so i um feel very fortunate in that and it was a lot of just like it wasn't a very good like artistic year for sure it was like i did virtually nothing artistically during that year i was i was like trying to because i was like sort of so blocked and sort of um and just like overstimulated by the like collective trauma that was happening around me i was sort of like i was sort of like why does my voice matter at all so i was just like i i need to take a break for a second um, and so then I became a little bit of a hobbyist. And so I just developed other types of uh, expression. I started to bookbind for a little bit. I was um, watercoloring for a while. Uh, got a whole host of plants in my apartment just to like make myself feel alive. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, and started doing like other forms of like, I started exercising a lot more just to like get something out in a different way. And so while I, while I came out, I mean, I mean, I did sort of come out of it with a couple of projects under my belt still, like I still wrote a bunch, but it wasn't necessarily like the most productive I've ever been. And so, uh, but I feel like uh, a nice, uh, um, a nice, like a little, a nice sort of validation in that like writing is not necessarily the only type of art that I have to practice at all times and is not the only thing that makes me feel artistic at all times either. So I developed, um, I read a lot, I read other people's writing a lot, I started editing a lot, so I like um, was still around my art form, I just wasn't necessarily practicing it the way I had done before. Yeah, no, that, that totally does it. Absolutely okay. perfect. Um, so tell us about the pieces you're going to be doing for uh, Show Ponies. What, what, what are they about? Um, so I have one the short play that's going to be in it that's called What to Do When You're Caught in the Middle of a Wildfire, which is a mouthful of a title, uh, but uh, is uh, about evacuating from a fire. Which I feel like most Santa Barbara natives will have, have experienced by <laughs> now. <laughs> experienced that a lot. Yeah. Um, so I hope that this like I I do hope that it goes over well. I haven't actually done it in front of an audience that have like all collectively experienced <laughs> a fire evacuation. So we'll see how it goes. But I I had to evacuate from the Thomas fire back in 2017, and um, and then I was doing the short play workshop a year later, and like all I really wanted to do was do this, uh, was to write about fire and um, and the sort of anxiety that comes with evacuating from uh, a fire. And so the play is mostly just like two, I, I describe it as two dum-dums trying to, to, to run away from a fire. And like, what do you bring when you are evacuating? And so it's like, it's a, a, that initial moment of like, like having to grab everything and having to like be on top of grabbing everything. Um, wow wow that's amazing um so is it 
a dramatic piece or is it comedic or a little bit of both? Yeah, it's it's pretty much comedy. I mean, there's like I mean, there's definitely moments of uh, of drama in it for sure. Um, there's a good amount of crying. Um, uh, shout out to Lily Brown who will be doing a lot of crying this weekend. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, but it's mostly comedy. It's like it's uh, or at least I like would like it to read as a, a, a little bit more comedic, just because. It's okay. it's just such a peculiar situation to have to be in to like to like have to just in ten minutes choose what you want to take from from your house, and then and with like no time like, to think no, about it. No time. Yeah, to you, have no, you have no time to think about it, and then you just have to like like I remember when the fire happened, I shoved all of my clothes into a laundry basket because like because I had not done laundry anyway. And so I was like, oh, I'll just like put all of the clothes that I still want to take with me in my laundry basket. And so if I need to, I can just like pick it up and then go. And then I have clothes for, for sure. that. Um, <clears throat> but then it was like, yeah, like the whole, the whole piece was kind of inspired because my friend was out of town and having to like look after her family house. And because uh, her parents were out of town as well. And my father tried to get us to like was trying to uh, like tell us to have her turn off the gas line and and she did not know where the gas line in her house was and so like the and so the main through line of this like this piece is them trying to figure out where the gas line is while also evacuating i guess it's like the actual right. plot of the of the play so are, are there two of you in the in the piece or how many actors yeah there's two there's two characters okay so you and then the other actor is uh, so Lily Brown is playing uh, Elise in the in, in the play, and she also actually she's uh, one of my best friends from childhood. So she actually also evacuated from the Thomas fire. And then Bastian Vegas is playing the other character. So I'm not acting in it, but um, but though those two are the actors that are playing in the part. Okay. And then what's what's the other piece that that you're also doing, or is it still kind of a work in progress? The other one is still definitely a work in progress. I'm like, like still trying to figure it out. I got like, um, I've been having a lot of like, like, uh, how do I say this? Like career, um, like, um, confrontations lately. And, oh, uh, uh -huh. and, and also sort of like romantic confrontations where I'm feeling kind of, um, stuck. And so I'm trying to like explore that feeling a little bit of just like feeling uh, a little stuck in uh, in where I am and trying to figure out like what the best way to pivot and move forward is. And I think, I think, don't hold me to this, but I think <laughs> I'm gonna do it like, cause also a couple years ago, I got stuck in between two rocks while I was in Joshua Tree. Uh, and you literally like, got well, stuck between two <laughs> I literally got stuck between two rocks. And so I was doing this, I was doing this thing called the, uh, I think it's called the chasm of doom if i'm not mistaken uh -huh. and um you like scramble up this mountain and then you have to like drop down this like dark shoe like you literally just fall into it and then and then you go through what's called the birth canal and like it's like literally there's just like a little hole in between like three boulders and you just have to like army crawl your way through it and at the time uh i <laughs> i was like 80 pounds heavier and like all my friends like went through it and they were like they're like oh you'll fit you'll fit no worries like you'll just get right through it and i was like i was like i don't know guys and they're like no it's fine you'll get through it and i was like okay and so then i got and i got stuck like right at my sternum and like right at the middle of my back and so and i oh, got no. stuck there for like 
I don't know, not that long. I got stuck for like maybe like 15, 20 minutes maybe. And, um, but long enough for me to like have pool, like sweat, like pooling in my glasses and, um, and for me to like panic that um, we were gonna have to call a park ranger to like rub lube all over my body or something. <laughs> like, just kind of like get me out of here. Um, oh my gosh. So, yeah, that, so I think- like... You might go sorry. ahead. No, I was just I was just gonna say I think that might be what the piece is, but I don't know. Don't hold me to that too too much. But so you're still working. That's still a work in progress. Or you may switch it up for something else, maybe. Yeah, I might just like I'm working on it because every time Terry asks me to do a show for her, I always try to turn out a new piece, just because I love center stage theater so much, and so I like try to create something new every time uh, uh, they ask me to do something, and so um rather than just like recycle things that i've already used but if i've been just sort of swamped uh with like work and other projects this this last like month and a half and so i haven't really had a lot of designated time to like um really do this but uh, uh or like write for this i guess and so um i may have to recycle a piece but we'll see i'm i'm gonna try i'm gonna try my i'm gonna try my artists <laughs> right on very cool um, so I'm talking with Noah Lashley, and we're talking about the Show Ponies uh, Play Festival, which is coming up at Center Stage Theater, uh, July 17th, and it's just uh, at 7.30 p.m., just the one evening, and uh, there's several pieces that will be included. I, myself, am directing two of the pieces, and uh, Noah's doing uh, two of the pieces. Yay, it's going to be fun. Um, and if you'd like to get tickets, you can go to centerstagetheater.org. That's centerstagetheater.org, and you can purchase tickets right there online and um and come see it it's going to be a fabulous show um so uh noah tell me what do you hope the audience will take away from from your pieces or at least from the the first one what are you hoping they take away from it from my pieces specifically yeah um uh i mean with with what to do when you're caught in the middle of a wildfire like the thing that i always um it, i mean it's a really complicated piece because it's like like I, I think how do i answer this um uh fire is one of those things that i don't feel like a lot of people quite understand how like laborious and long of a process it is and um and how arduous of a of a natural disaster it is it is like one of those natural disasters that takes like the thomas fire for example was i think like I think it was like, like two or three weeks. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was... Like over a month. Yeah, it was. It was uh, like the. It came through Ojai in like two weeks, um, but it was a. It was a really long. It was a really really long process, and so I yeah. remember I had, like friends calling me, being like, "Oh, isn't the like like how how did you fare against the fire?" And I was like, "I'm still in it. Like yeah. there's smoke everywhere." Like, I, like some of my friends' houses have burned down, and so we're like trying to figure out how to like facilitate where they're gonna be and like um, and whatnot. And so, like the the thing I always like want with that is because I feel like a lot of my um, comrades who live in other places don't quite understand how it feels to go through a fire. Like, I want to at least like like illuminate one tiny facet of it which is that like emergency situation um and like what it feels like to have to like not see something coming from from a right. bit away not have like any kind of warning for it it just is like happening, happening. might be a doorstep in five minutes yeah. you know 
and um, and to also like highlight the necessity of like community uh, like resilience and and also like community effort because um, this whole piece is like this Elise the main character is like is evacuating her house and her best friend is there with her trying to evacuate her house until he has to leave to evacuate his own house and so like but the whole focus is on like let's get you out let's get you out let's get you out um and and also how like dumb it is it's so stupid to be like i want to take my couch but i can't take my couch right yeah i want to <laughs> so it's like yeah i want to take my artwork on the wall but I, it won't fit in the car <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah there's like yeah. this moment that like i'm totally gonna spoil a joke but there's this one moment that i've always thought is really funny it's like my favorite joke in the whole thing where the main character elise is packing a dress that she just bought for a person's wedding um and she's like i just bought it so i'm like obviously i have to take it because i just bought it and like and it's like that kind of like thing where it's like what is, what is the priority in your mind is like yeah, yeah. I, I just bought this thing i can't let it burn up in flames that's ridiculous right plus i had to wear it for a wedding <laughs> yeah, it's a wedding <laughs> yeah it's not just any dress it's a, it's for a wedding yeah. i know yeah um I, I have to say too um it's interesting to talk to people about what they take or don't take during a wildfire and i've experienced many you know, going all the way back uh, to like the the original, <laughs> the OG painted cave fire that happened in the early '90s, yeah. uh, and what people have to take. And uh, I remember a friend of mine was involved with a, a show choir, and so she's like grabbing music and costumes and stuff. But then some of her own personal things didn't make it, and um, and then going through you know the last 20, 30 years of of what people have to, you know what what. Ends up, what they end up saving and what they end up not saving is kind of an interesting uh, thing to look at. Yeah, there's like, there was um, one of my friend's parents, she like, her, the whole house was fine with the exception of her mom's office and her mom is a musician. And so she lost like all of her work that she had had for uh, decades. And yeah. it was just like, it was one of those things where it was like, this is so, like this is so tragic it's like it's like you like and like unfortunately like she wasn't even there to be able to evacuate like she wasn't even there to choose when what and what she wanted to take you know because right. she was out of town and so it's just like it's one of those things where like i don't know because i also used to live in arkansas where there's tornadoes all of the time and uh and like it was always really interesting to me that you could like like they would have a tornado warning for like the day like they could yeah. understand the pressure systems were, were like operating in a certain way that'd be like, oh, like be on guard or, or a tornado might come today. Right. Um, so you had the whole day to prepare. Yeah. Or like, or at least like some, like, maybe that's being a little unfair, but like, there's like, there's like, there's some sort of notice of like, mm -hmm. and some sort of idea of being like, okay, something, something might happen. It might not. And then even if it like is beginning to happen, like most of the time people can see it coming. Yeah. Uh, whereas like fires, it's like, it's a hot day. It's windy. Whoa. Is it going to happen? Is it not? Right. Right. And then it's like, it might, it might be like a teensy tiny little brush fire. And then it might be like a whole mm -hmm. statewide, like, yeah. um, wildfire that's a hundred thousand acres. Yeah. More. Exactly. No, I, no, I, I was totally I thinking about that. Museum, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about that too. With um, I was discussing the, the uh, Thomas fire when it happened with like one of my cousins, 
who uh, used to live in Florida. And same idea, like you're talking about with the tornado. With hurricanes, you have a whole week practically, and you see it coming. Yeah. It's a, oh, it's a tropical storm. Yeah, I mean, now it's, it's like, a Yeah, it literally starts on the other side of the ocean and then comes over. Like, yeah, it, so you have like, all kinds of days to prepare. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's like also fires in particular are like, like usually uniquely man, like cause, like cause, yeah. Um, and so like, uh, and, and like most of the time it's like power grids and like power lines that cause fires, mm -hmm. um, or like, which like, I think that was the case with the Thomas fire. They were, weren't they repairing? Yeah. It was an electrical fire. Yeah. And, um, and that sparked and then, and then it just happened to be a windy day that day. And so right. it was just like, it just like blew up, you know? Yeah. And like, but fires like rarely rarely start just like on their own mm -hmm. um and so uh uh and so it's one of those things where it's like also like there's so much like human error involved in 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 fires um into a really devastating way and then also i think in a really comedic way like on a on a much smaller level just like like interpersonal human error when just like trying to like do the right thing in a fire like i remember i was trying to volunteer at the red cross um during the thomas fire and they literally turned me away because they were like i don't i don't want to deal with you <laughs> they're like they're like just go away wow wow <laughs> i was like i was like i am trying to help you let me help you and they're like yeah. no i can't i'm too stressed out <laughs> they're like they're like i can't i can't even think can't even deal <laughs> yeah like i can't i can't deal just go away and i was like okay <laughs> all right well i was gonna help it Fine. And I kept making the joke that like at that point I was unemployed and I was like I still can't even get a job during a during an emergency at a volunteer clinic or like a volunteer thing. Volunteering so for was, something, yeah. I, yeah, it was like a bachelor's degree gives me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. You get nothing. Oh gosh. Well, that's uh, it's been a great talking with you, Noah. But I, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind. Um, humoring me a little bit and answering some random oh. questions that have nothing to do with writing or acting or anything. Hello. Is that cool? Okay. okay. Um, and I, I like to ask everybody random questions just because it's nice to get to know people in a, in a little bit different way. Um, so the first question I have is, because I, I love food, what is your favorite comfort food? I really love to make um, I am German, so I really like love to make um, Spätzle, which is like a German dumpling. Uh -huh. uh, I really love to make that. So it's like a it's like a like a kind of a noodle thing that you press through what looks like a cheese grater, and then you just like grate it into boiling water, and then it makes a little dumpling. And I love um, and I love yeah. I love I love Spätzle. And then uh, in the winters, so I will sometimes make pozole um, for myself, which is like oh. a, a Mexican. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually. I love Oh, it's so good. That is a great comfort, especially like in the winter time when it's you know cold or whatever. That's always good. Yeah, to do. I like to do pozole verde because I like the I, I love jalapenos so much and tomatillos. So it's like tomatillos and jalapenos and um, pasilla yeah. chilies and stuff like that. So, mm, mm, so oh, good. so good, <laughs> yummy. Yeah, I know. That's oh my gosh. Now I have to have some <laughs> for lunch maybe. <laughs> um, what is your most treasured possession? Oh man. That is a really good question. I, um, uh, I'm, I'm really bad at throwing things away uh, uh -huh. because my mother loves to throw things away. And so she has like never cherished any item of mine. And so I, I am I'm literally looking around me right now to see what I've had forever. I have 
oh, this is a terrible example. This is a really bad example, but I have a brick over there that I stole. My, my college was like completely made of brick. It was like their aesthetic. And there was one time a tractor went over a staircase and broke the bricks free of this brick staircase. And so I've just stolen this brick from this brick staircase. Um, and I, for whatever reason, carry it with me all of the time. And I don't know if that's really my most treasured item. It is just a, I guess, treasured item. I really don't know. I, this is a bad, that's a bad example. But, that's but that has, it has significance <laughs> because it was, um, it's from your college, right? So. Yes, yeah, yeah. Memento. Oh, yeah, I'll go with that. I feel that feels like a stupid answer, but yeah, I'll guess no, I'll that's go a, with no, that. No, that's a great answer. I, 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 think that's, I think that's great. It's a memento. It, it, you know, every time you look at it, it reminds you. Where did you go to school, by the way? I went to school at Hendricks College in Arkansas. Oh, okay. So yeah, it, you know, it'll, it reminds you of that, I'm sure. And that's- and I that's guess so. I which really, it's one of those things where, again, like I could just, it's, a, it's literally just a brick. It, I could just give it away. <laughs> right, or or, so, or the next time there's a, an evacuation and somebody yeah, helps you and then they throw it out and well, this is just a brick, we'll throw this away. And you're like, no, that's from yeah. college. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, in an emergency, I can throw it out my window just to break my window. It's, 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 you know, it's there you a, go. It's practical. It's yeah. practical. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my next question then is, do you do you have or who is your favorite fictional character? And it could be from literary, it could be TV, movies, a play. Oh, also good, good question. Um, um, I, one of my favorite TV shows of all time is Pushing Daisies. Um, it's a, like an old ABC show that got canceled after two seasons, but the, like the main character is this pie maker who can touch dead people and bring them back to life. Oh yeah, I remember him. that. I remember that show. Yeah, yeah. it's just on for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, and I love him so much. I think I just really have a crush on him. He is just like, uh, He's just this like kind of quiet pie maker who just like touches dead fruit to make them like perfectly ripe, right. and then we'll, like bake them into into pies. And so like he's uh, he's like very fantastical and very romantic, but um, also very shy and um, and wants to like be by himself a lot. So yeah. I think I just um, um, I think I just I think I'll go with that. Yeah, I like I like I like Ned for. Ned, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, I liked that show too because it was so different and unique. And was yeah. it, Kristen Chenoweth was in it too. Mm -hmm. Kristen Chenoweth yeah. was in it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really cool show. And uh, well, that's cool. I, yeah. I like, yeah, that's a good character. That's a good one to to pick. I think that's very cool. <laughs> well, uh, Noah, we're just about out of time. But before we go, is there anything, you, any four one one information that you want to put out there? You know, websites or social media or anything like that that you'd like pe folks to uh, gravitate towards. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Noah Lasher. Uh, it's not really my last name, but uh, I'm there. And uh, yeah, you can look at my stuff at the at the Dewdrop and at uh, Beyond Words and Kajabi Literary Journal. You can check me out on Townie's podcast and also come to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and when is the uh, Townies uh, podcast? When, when do you usually put that up? Is it like once a week or every day? Or I think it's actually ended now, but there's like, there's, uh, I'm on like four episodes or something like that. So um, you can catch me uh, reading a bunch of different pieces there. Cool. And your Instagram is Noah Lasher, L-A-S-H-E-R? Yes. 
cool Noah Lasher on Instagram. Well, I know it's uh, fabulous to uh, meet you and get to know you here. And um, well, hopefully I'll see you. I'm sure I'll see you at the festival at some point. Yeah, yeah, you'll see you on that. Right? <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be cool to meet in person. It's so weird doing everything on Zoom all the time. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it's very um, it's very bizarre, but also very I have to say very cute. It's very fun. I like yeah. to, I like to do this. Yeah, I, I, I did too. And, and I have to say too, because it's like, well, I'm just, you know, 30 seconds from, <laughs> from you know, the commute is only like, you know, two yeah. steps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's always good too. But, um, and again, uh, folks, for those of you listening or watching, depending on which platform you're using, uh, the Show Ponies Festival goes up at Center Stage Theater July 17th, 7.30 p.m. For tickets, you can go to centerstagetheater.org. Again, that's centerstagetheater.org to purchase tickets. And uh, if you want to know what Noah's up to, his Instagram is Noah Lasher on Instagram, N-O-A-H-L-A-S-H-E-R. And the Townies podcast can be found on Spotify. Is it on other platforms besides Spotify? Yeah, it's on SoundCloud and YouTube, I think, as well. So you should, if you're looking for the Spotify, go through um, uh, Eastside Queer Stories. Look for Eastside Queer Stories, and you should find me there. Find it there on Eastside Queer Stories. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. And if you want to know what I'm up to, if you're curious about my stuff, my show, it's called Jim on the Air, and you can find it also on various platforms on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcast, uh, just to name a few. And again, the show's called Jim on the Air. And Noah, thank you so much for joining us today and good luck with everything and break a leg and all that good stuff for the festival and all future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, I'll see you in a week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'll see you next week as well. And everybody, thank you so much for listening or watching and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>